You're smart. Your TV is smart. That's why you cut the cord. But you need one more thing. Alaska's news source. Watch live or when it's convenient for you. Here's how. Just search Alaska's news source on Roku, Apple TV, Amazon Fire, or Android TV. Install and enjoy. It's completely free and has everything you need in one spot. Breaking news. Statewide weather. In-depth investigations. Start streaming Alaska's news source live today. President Biden announces a pause on LNG natural gas exports that are pending approval. Some Alaskans explain why they're worried about the long-term impacts. Plus, Alaska's governor says he'll issue a veto if lawmakers give him a bill to increase educational funding instead of a comprehensive package reaction from lawmakers. Well, we are heading into the weekend and the cold looks like it's going to be lasting over the mainland. How low will those temperatures go? I'll have a look at the forecast. It's been a blessing. I mean, I came up like everybody else thinking I'll come here two years, explore. My husband's family was up here and then we'd go to the bigger market somewhere. And I just fell in love with this place. And Alaska fell in love with her. Tonight, we're saying farewell to our friend and chief anchor, Maria Down. You're watching Alaska's News Source. Good evening, everyone, and thanks for tuning in for Maria Downey's final newscast after 38 years here at the station. Now, Maria, we're going to try not to get emotional right now. We're going to save that for later. I have a Kleenex. But you have been a good friend and such a guide and a wonderful colleague for so many people for so many years. We're going to celebrate your career uh, coming up, so stick with us through the 630 newscast. We're going to have lots of fun things planned, but first, here are today's top stories from across Alaska. Absolutely nuts. Absolutely crazy. Tonight, an upset Governor Mike Dunleavy responding to President Biden's liquefied natural gas decision. All pending and future applications to export liquefied natural gas, known as LNG, are on hold. Now, the president says the impacts from the environment to cost to security they all need to be studied. Georgina Fernandez tells us some Alaskans are now concerned about what this means for future energy production. Georgina? Mike and Maria, both Senators Sullivan and Murkowski are responding to their president with their own list, saying the decision could impact the economy, environment, and national security without input from Congress. For context, the U.S. is the largest exporter of LNG. Countries in Europe and Asia rely on the supply especially since the Russia-Ukraine war started. Governor Mike DeLevy is upset today, saying this pause now allows other countries to have more control. Who, who do they think is going to uh, uh, produce the energy? We just ceded more energy production to the Iranians, the Venezuelans, at the expense of America. It makes zero sense, and again, it's, I think it's kowtowing to radical environmentalists. The Biden administration said today this will not hurt allied countries. Leaders from the state agency responsible for creating a standalone pipeline. They are the Alaska Gas Line De Development Corporation say, while the decision's bad for the country, it actually puts Alaska in a good position to develop. Because we have all received all of our federal permits, including the Department of Energy authorization to export to both free trade and non-free trade countries. So, those projects that are in development are getting paused, whereas Alaska LNG is primed and ready to go. There is a lot of mixed reactions tonight. The Alaska Oil and Gas Association is now also concerned about future projects. Environmental groups excited about the decision, like the Fairbanks Climate Action Coalition say, it's also unclear to them 
what the decision means for proposed state projects. Reporting live tonight, Georgia Fernandez, Alaska's News Source. Well, that's not the only reaction we heard from the governor today. He says if he only gets a bill to increase education funding and not a comprehensive education package, he's considering a veto. The governor telling that to our political reporter Steve Kircher reports from Juno about what lawmakers on both sides are now saying. Some lawmakers say the governor is saying he's open to making a veto if he just gets an educational funding bill could be seen as an ultimatum. But some lawmakers say they don't see it that way. It's my experience that ultimatums don't typically work well in relationships, and that's ultimately what we have between the executive and the legislative branches. It's important that uh, while we respect the governor's position, he works with the legislature to ultimately meet the needs of Alaskans. But um, when it comes to the education package, I mean, it's the governor's prerogative to um, make known what his uh, thoughts are about that, that package of education. And Friday, as the governor shared some of those thoughts, he says Alaska needs to have the ability to reform the education system and not just focus on a single item. The comprehensive educational package supported by House Republicans includes charter schools, teacher bonuses, and increasing the per-student funding known as the Base Student Allocation, or BSA, by $300. But both House Minority and Senate Majority members say $300 is not enough to meet the school's needs. The way the question was uh, once again presented was, will you veto a bill that's just BSA only? And the answer was yes. So we got to have a number of other components in that bill, charter schools, home schools. There's a number of other components. So it's a educational reform package is what we really want. Now, the comprehensive educational package is yet to be discussed on the House floor. Now, the House Speaker tells me that a package of this size, some lawmakers might want more time to discuss it. But the House Minority Leader says he questions if the votes are there to get it passed. Now, just a reminder, the governor's State of the State address is on Monday. Reporting from Juno, Steve Kirch, Alaska's News Source. And turning to the Weather Center, where Melissa is standing by. It is cold out there, but it's winter in Alaska, so we expect. Look, that's gorgeous, Melissa. Beautiful. Actually, wow. actually it's Jackie. Jackie's <laughs> oh, in Jackie. I'm Jackie sorry. didn't want to miss your last news. That show. is <gasps> exactly right. I'm like, I'm going to be there for her last newscast. Oh, <laughs> wonderful. I know very little about the upcoming newscast and some of the surprises, <laughs> so it's good to have you here. Although, <laughs> Melissa would have been great, too. Yes, uh, of course. Uh, and let's talk about our current conditions and our outlook as we head into a very frosty weekend across not just Anchorage, but across the state. We did have some sunshine there, but also into the afternoon hours. The mayor has uh, now declared a public health and safety emergency procedure from now January 26th today through February 9th. And this is all due to the extended cold. They are going to be opening uh, warming facilities a little bit longer. So you could go to the Aviator Hotel, the Golden Lion, or the Cold Weather Shelter Facility, also known as the uh, SWS facility. So uh, public health and safety emergency due to the cold weather. And it is cold right now. At Ted Stevens Anchorage International is four degrees with winds out of the north-northeast at seven miles per hour. And the high, uh, six degrees with the overnight low at the airport at six below. But it is going to be a very cold one tonight. Unsettled weather is brewing into the Gulf of Alaska. It is really going to impact the panhandle into the weekend. Parts of the Copper River Basin under a winter storm watch anticipating some heavy snows. You can see that work its way in a little bit on Saturday. But the big push is Saturday night into Sunday there. You can see that. And that's when we'll get kind of enveloped in that snowfall too. For overnight lows, 10 to 20 below in town. 
and clear and cold, and we'll see some sunshine tomorrow, but it's just a chilly high with, as I mentioned, high temperatures that will stay sub-zero in the Anchorage area for the next couple of days. More on the forecast coming up. I'll have more uh, later. All right, Jackie, we'll see you then. I just realized that this is our last chance to complain about how cold it is together. Oh, that's true. That's too that's cold, true. Jackie. All right. <laughs> yeah. Still ahead, in Anchorage, you see them out on the streets. We're talking about people experiencing homelessness. And the question of exactly how many there are will soon be answered. We'll explain after the break. In all seriousness, Maria, you were always right there in my living room growing up as a kid in Anchorage. And then at some point, you became a mentor to me as I grew up in this industry. And I genuinely hope you know how much of an impact you've had on my life and on the lives of so many people that have walked through those station doors. You were never just telling Alaska's story. You were very much a part of it the entire time. You're watching Alaska's News Source. With homelessness dominating much of Anchorage's news recently, consider this number, 1,760. That's how many people were counted the last time what's called the point-in-time count survey happened along with other cities all around the country. With the next annual tally of people who live outside in shelters or in homeless camps now set for Monday. Investigative reporter Rebecca Posher previews the count that will happen in below zero temperatures. Rebecca. Well, of course, new this year, when that count starts on Monday, while the numbers are counted, people will also be asked why they believe they are homeless. Temperatures are predicted to be as low as eight below. The U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development mandates this count. It's used as a guide for federal funding, and here in Anchorage, it reveals a snapshot of life that can be hidden. Anchorage Coalition in Homelessness says that last year, 1,760 people were homeless, and within that group, 335 were unsheltered, which means someone was living inside a makeshift shelter, such as pallets or tarp structures, camping in RVs and cars. Well, this year, the count will begin Monday night shelters and end February 1st, Tuesday, which begins the count of people living outside. So the point in time count is actually a snapshot of what homelessness looks like all across America. It takes place every year sometime within the last 10 days of January. Um, ours uh, will be the 29th. And for the following three days after that, we'll be going out and collecting everyone who is currently sleeping outside or car camping. We, of course, are following this story and we're working to hopefully get through those new numbers next week. Rebecca Palsha, Alaska's News Source Investigates. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Click subscribe so you can get the latest podcast from Alaska's news source automatically. And stay up to date with breaking news and in-depth reporting available for free 24-7 with the Alaska News Source app.